Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources in how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. One of the things that I really enjoy about doing this show is the variety of guests that I get to talk to. I just love it. And I found that the best way to line them up is to let them come to me in a natural way. I may read a book and want to speak with the author, or I will come across a teacher that I want the listeners to know about, or maybe a listener or friend will recommend someone to interview. It's fun to have a name pop up on my radar, and then a week or two later, I'm speaking with them and making an episode. It gives the show an organic flow that speaks to the creative side of me. Today's guest is a perfect example of this. I originally connected with Tanya Paletti on Facebook. She was posting all about Basecamp for Men and how much she loves the show and our message. So I reached out to her to see if she'd be willing to have a chat with us, and she said yes. She lives in Australia and is an expert on health and fitness, so I thought it would be a great opportunity to connect with her, find out what's happening with the men in Australia, and ask her some important questions about men's health. Tanya Paletti grew up in Victoria in a small country town on the southernmost tip of mainland Australia. She is a certified personal trainer and the founder of School of Strength for Women, as well as a vocational teacher and photographer. She first became inspired to work in health and fitness when she was working as the media manager for Athletics Australia for the 2006 Commonwealth Games. Tanya specializes in kettlebell training for strength, fitness, health, and mobility. Her Facebook page, School of Strength for Women, originally provided educational information on all things fitness, nutrition, and mental health, but has since grown to provide useful resources on topics such as relationships, parenthood, and much more. You can find the full range of her services as well as her upcoming events on this page. Also, you can check out her photography works at the Facebook page, Tanya Paletti Photography. Here is my interview with Tanya Paletti. So I'm here with Tanya Paletti from Australia. Tanya, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Tony. I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to this chat. So thanks for having me. So this is kind of an unusual one because I'm usually reaching out to like authors and, and people that come across my radar who've maybe they have their own shows and stuff. But you sent out such a sweet post about Base Camp for Men on Facebook. And I was just struck by how sweet it was. You were recommending the women that are in your network to go check it out. And it was kind of the first time we had a shout out from a woman saying, hey, hey, go listen to this show. And so my first question is kind of like, what struck you about Basecamp for Men? What was it that you said, hey, I really want the people in my network and in particular the women to, to hear this? That's a good question, Tony. So back in June, um, I think it's about the 10th to the 16th is Mental Health uh, Week for men in Australia here. So what happened, what I found was um, over this week, there are a lot of men posting, there was a stat that was put out by Beyond Blue about um, suicide rates for men here in Australia. Um, The stat read that each day uh, in Australia, six men take their lives. Uh, The other one was 82 men call an ambulance due to suicidal thoughts or attempts. So what happened was a lot of guys I saw were sharing this on Facebook and it's the first time really men's health to me has popped in my, like has, has been shown in my face, like a lot of guys sort of sharing this stat, which is, I thought, great, you know, first time ever guys are starting to talk about this stuff. You know, it's great that we've got the role on here. You guys are now starting to share stats and it's, and it's starting to be something that they're maybe becoming a little bit more passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, let's take it. I want to go a bit deeper and I, I want to say 
the stat's going to remain the stat unless we start talking about it. And the only people that can change that stat are men. As a woman, I can't, I can't change that stat. I'm not a man. I don't understand what a struggles men have to go to that length, you know, to have to take their lives. So Absolutely. being a partner, um, having a, a male partner, having a stepson who's a male, you know, these things became something that I became quite passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so I started to want to know more. Why? Why? Why are men taking their lives? So I started to research and I started to read articles and, I, and I love, I'm a podcast lover. And Base Camp for Men came up. And I guess it was just the name that got me first and foremost was mm-hmm. Base Camp for Men. My partner's a very outdoorsy guy. Um, he's an outdoor guide and, uh, you know, a surfer. He's a fireman. He's, he's, a, he's a man's man. So the name grabbed me. And then my mic okay, I'm going to listen to this podcast. And the first episode that I listened to was the one about inside the men's circle, so episode 10, and I was sold. I don't know, it's your voice. I, I love listening to your voice. You're very straight down the line. It's very educational. Um, and that's, that's how I am as a person. I'm like, let's get the facts. Let's not talk BS. Let's just get to the bottom of it and um, come up with solutions. And that's what I loved about it. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. a great story. I mean... I put this in the questions that, you know, is the man box that we talk about on the show, how men are cultured in the United States where we're not, we're not supposed to unpack stuff that's authentic and even vulnerable because we just haven't been cultured to do that. And I thought, is that alive and well in Australia? And I thought, I think that's pretty evident because when you think of Australian men, you think of what you just described, outdoor, rugged, you know, get it done, confident, you know. And so I would assume that Australian men are having the same, we have the same stats here, high suicide rates amongst men. We have shootings. That's always these isolated young boys or young men who don't know what to do with feelings of dense shame or isolation or loneliness. And they get so desperate, there's no platform for them. And they just say, okay, I'm just going to grab my dad's gun and go um, wreak some havoc and go out in a blaze of glory. Now, you don't have that quite so much, but it sounds like the same kind of man box that that I was cultured in, your men down there are given the same sort of box to have to try to deconstruct and work out of. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, before coming on the podcast here, I, you know, tried to do some research on Australian men and just the the feedback about it, it was quite hilarious, really. You know, have a beer down the pub with your mates, you know, riding kangaroos kind of scenario. And, you know, we are very sports orientated, I guess, like in the States. And that culture is quite rife through the sporting fraternity. So, you know, we've seen a lot of, um, well, there's been a lot of rape cases, that whole masculinity of you've kind of got to follow the leader because if you don't, then there's something wrong with you. I, I was looking at your, your um, Facebook. I, I could not believe how fit you are. I was like, whoa, she's like so fit and so healthy. You know, I, I know a ton of these men. I'm related to some where... Maybe they were athletic. Like you said, we come from a sporty culture. They're, they're fit. They're, they're into sports and stuff when they're young. Then they start to work, right? And not all the men, a lot of the men are working tech jobs or they're working at a desk and a computer. They start to put on a little weight, right? But it starts to creep in the wrong direction. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I'm not happy-go-lucky, a little bit chunky. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm fat. And now I don't want to work out. So as a personal trainer and somebody who's so fit, what would you tell men that are middle-aged and are like, oh my God, 
I don't know which approach to use. There's a million books. Should I get a personal trainer? What should I stop eating or drinking? You know, how do I take those first steps and what would be a good path so that I'm a better version next year and the year after than I am now? Because right now, physically, I'm, I'm getting in my own way. Absolutely. And I think what you're kind of referring there to, um, Tony, is called the dad bod. Um, (laughs) I've seen seen a lot of posts about the dad bod and I think it became famous through Hollywood because, you know, all these famous actors are just letting themselves go. So I thought it was actually quite in. But um, no, I understand what you talk about. I don't think what you're talking about is any different for women, to be honest. Mm. Um, You know, when we're when we're young and we've got lots of time and we're single and we can do what we want, that's great. Um, But when we get into a relationship and then we might have family, then everything changes and then the priority becomes about everybody else but yourself. So it is it is really really challenging. Um, The first thing that I would advise is that a lot of the time we sort of look back and go, "This is how I used to be," and I think Mm -hmm. we've got to let that. Because you know what, we're not 20 anymore. We're now 40 and we have to work with what we have now. So what can we do in the time that we have with our lifestyle as it is now? And and my number one rule with my PT is that nobody talks about weight loss. We forget about that it's about a number on a scale. We forget about that it's a six pack. The first thing is just to try and get back into doing something active. Um, toss out the bathroom scales. They don't indicate health because at, at 40, 50 and 60, what we want to be doing is maintaining our health. There's so much more to fitness than just about a six pack, especially at 40. Come on, mm-hmm. it's hard work. Yeah. I saw a guy on stage. He was. Uh, I went to my first bodybuilding competition. The guy was in his 40s, ripped. First 10 minutes, died on stage. He died on stage. So a six-pack is not the epitome of health, and this is where I think we need to get away from. Health is about, you know, how you feel mentally. So if you're not not in the right headspace, then go and see a counsellor or something. It starts in the mind. Good health starts in the mind. Um, And then what you need to do is just be able to do something that you enjoy doing on a daily basis or on a regular basis. Forget about weight loss, forget about how you look, forget about the six-pack, throw out the bathroom scales and just embrace the challenge. So set one challenge, whether that's, you know, to run 5K, whether it's to get back to the gym three times a week, just set yourself a challenge because what happens is physical challenge creates physical change naturally. So if you're going out there and you're chasing a physical challenge, then your bodies and, and your mind will naturally follow that. In terms of um, nutrition, I'm not actually a qualified nutritionist or dietitian, so I can't actually, and I don't advise my clients on diets. I don't actually believe in them myself, but if, if anyone needs any help with nutrition, go and see a qualified nutritionist or dietitian. Um, otherwise, you know, eat less of what you're eating more of currently. Yeah. So yeah. what I mean by that is that we eat a lot of fatty foods, we eat a lot of breads and pastas and stuff like that. Yeah. Change that for things that you eat a lot less of, which is lean meat, vegetables, fruit, drink lots of water. You know, it's, it's so simple. There's so many things out there these days that people just get so caught up in what to do. But when we scale it back, it really is just so simple. And we're eating to nourish our body at, at the age of 40, 50, 60, even from childhood, we're mm-hmm. eating to nourish our body. So I always think about the an- analogy of like an ocean. So our body is 80% water. And in that, we've got little fishes, which are our cells. If we put, you know, vegetables or something on top of water, they disintegrate and they feed the fish, they feed the plant life and our body is healthy. 
But if we've got a ship that comes along in, on the top of the surface, oops, has a crash, spills oil, which is our fast foods, nothing can penetrate that water. So no food can get through to our cells. And then what happens to our wildlife or the, the aquatics underneath? It dies. Our body dies. Yeah. Our cells die. We can't feed the fish. They die. And that's what happens to our cells. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to eat to nourish. We're embracing the challenge. We're eliminating that we can't do it because we can. We're ridding out our mind of can't, eliminating all self-doubt, and we're embracing the challenge of find one thing to focus on and just do it on a regular basis. I love your recommendation that one way a, a man, say, could take on the challenge is saying, forget the weight, put in place something that you like to do that's active and physical. But almost every man I know, a lot of them that are overweight would take on a challenge of like, I want to run a 5K. And they would take that on like a warrior, you know, like, okay, I can't run a 5K. It's going to hurt with this much weight. So I'm going to start to get myself feeling better. So at the end of this year, I'm going to run a 5K. And what a victory. And I think men are really good at that kind of goal setting and saying, okay, that seems doable. I'm not going to run a marathon. I'm going to run 5K with some, some good days and some bad days, but I can start to work towards that goal. I think that's a really great piece of advice for men it does feel really good to exercise on a regular basis, no matter what your age. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you think about it as well, like if you're thinking about weight loss, and this is why my number one rule is nobody talks about weight loss because it just automatically makes it hard. You know, yeah. it's just, okay, now I have to not eat this and now I have to go and exercise for a long period of time and now I have to hurt. It, it's just hard. It's boring. Yeah. It doesn't motivate anybody. And in fact, you know, if anything, it, it's the one thing that puts a stop to a fitness program in the first week because yep. people have these unrealistic expectations that they go into the gym for a week, they get on the scales, the scales haven't changed or they've gone up and they've gone too hard and don't come back. So yep. how this came about for me was when I started my own kettlebell training. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my coach said to me, Tanya, radio, it's time for me to progress up a bell. I was doing a 16 kilo and he's like, okay, put that back. You're going to go and get a 20 kilo. I said, I'm like, I can't do that. I can't lift a 20 kilo. I'm like 55 kilos. I can't do 20 kilo. Get up. Yeah. Anyway, so he was adamant. So I had to go over there and get the 20 kilo kettlebell, come back. And I laid on the ground. I'm like, right, rid my mind of can't, eliminate all self-doubt and embrace the challenge. And that has been my motto from, from anything that I do from that time forward. I remember reading a, something by the Buddhist teacher, uh, Pema Chodron, and she said, you know, somebody asked, was asking her questions. Somebody said something about, I'm a 300-pound man or a 300-pound woman or whatever. And she said something like, it's unkind to beat yourself up like that. It's unkind to make the weight a reason that you're not going to be kind to yourself. Feel good, but don't have it be a number because that's just an old story of that you're not good enough if you're this weight. And that's just not true. And she was just so sweet, just like sweetheart. It's, it's not true that that you can't be fulfilled and powerful at this weight. If you, it feels better to lose weight, do it, but not out of whipping yourself into shape because that doesn't ever work. That's 100% right. You know, you're more than a number on the scale and this is why I'm adamant to, you know, I've been preaching this, this, you know, nobody talks about weight loss for such a long time for, you know, I've been a PT for 12 years and that's, that's how long I've been trying to push this. What's, what's one thing that you see men not doing enough of in terms of their own potential? It could be emotional potential. It could be their health. Like what is, what is something you see the men down there not doing enough of that you're like, that this would be something I would love to see them do more of? Yeah, I think, um, 
Well, obviously, with the, you know, we're, we're talking sort of about suicide, and I think men are not seeking help. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talk about, you know, you've got men's groups and stuff like that. And, uh, and I think for us, men's group is down the pub drinking beer. Yeah, it might be good to have superficial chats, but that doesn't solve the problem. You know, there's no depth to conversation at the pub. So um, I think, you know, I, I would like to see men just saying, you know what, I'm not coping. Yeah. Um, and, and seek out men's groups, um, you know, go and seek counselling. Uh, it's not weak. It's a good thing, you know, and it benefits everybody around them. Um, the other thing that I would say is prioritising their health. So it's a man and a woman thing. Um, I think, again, because we came back to that whole thing about, you know, time, um, communication. It, there needs to be communication about, you know, men have needs, they need to be physically fit. Females have needs, they need to also be physically fit. So it's how do we prioritise that time? You know, we've got men who go out and work long hours. When do they get time to fit in their, you know, their own physical fitness? So I think from a woman's perspective, we need to understand that men do need to have that time to go out and go to the gym or go and play basketball one night a week or do something and encourage that because it's a good outlet for for men. Um, So I'd really like to see them prioritise their physical health and do it in a healthy fashion um, and probably turning to their partners and probably their friends and their family. So asking for help, mm-hmm. you know, saying, I'm not, I'm not really feeling that great today mm-hmm. um, and, and, and be okay with that because a lot of the time we, I know as a woman, I, I don't understand when my partner's having a good day or he's not. It's just sort of, you know, it's, it's blank and, and I don't, you know, I don't know whether he's, t- you know, he's tired, but what does that mean? You know, yeah. so turning Edwards and having a discussion that, hey, I'm not really feeling that great or this is happening for me because women want to connect with their man. You know, we want to understand what's going on for you. We're emotional preachers. That's we, we long to hear that sort of stuff and have those deep conversations. And I think by doing that, we're only going to um, make relationships a lot stronger in that process, you know, and it's going to open a whole other can of worms to then, you know, really get deep and meaningful with your partner. So, again, it's a beautiful thing to have that vulnerability. Yeah, I, I think it's happening in, in like these little baby steps for men because it, it yeah. starts off you know, we do all this work in men's groups and we call it authenticity rather than vulnerability because it sounds more masculine, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Authentic. But it is vulnerable. And I think we, we learn amongst men to put our guards down and what's going on with us. And then the whole notion is that we can go and share that with the women and the children in our lives. That once we know, oh, uh, it doesn't show weakness. In fact, when I share myself authentically, I find that these men gravitate towards me or they they got my back or there's all this affinity and this bonding that happens really fast and then you try it out at home with your children and your and your significant other and you find it works there as well so i think men are starting to come out of our shell once we've realized you know we're hardwired to sort of keep our cards close to us right to be warriors protectors protect you not bother you with what's going on with us and we think that's strength and we're just starting to get around to, you know what, we can show strength in other ways. It doesn't have to be the silent type. And in fact, the silent type often gets in health problems with things or the silent type takes their life later on when they're so isolated and they just can't even figure out how to express a heartfelt emotion. Generation by generation, I think men are starting to come around finding this kind of strength in 
authenticity that wasn't available to like my father and his father before him, you know? So we're, we're carving it out. The boys that are coming through will have a path where they say, okay, it doesn't have to be isolation as a tough guy. I can actually be plenty tough and communicate myself as well. Yeah, yeah. it's really been great sort of researching, you know, this stat and the reason why men are, you know, committing suicide because it has, for me, opened up a lot of conversation with, with guys and mm-hmm. I've really loved it, you know, having just their input and having having just a deep conversation about something obviously that relates to them it's been really, really refreshing. And I certainly encourage that from both sides, from a female side. And this is a game why I shared the podcast to try and encourage women. You know, they've got sons, they've got husbands, they've got fathers. Yeah. Sit yeah. down, understand what's going on. And I guess this is a question for you. You know, as a woman, how, how do we encourage that? Because, you know, a lot of the time women are the, the, the carers of the children of the young boys yeah. who are coming through. How do we nurture that so that, that we can continue to open up these doors and these conversations so that men feel comfortable knowing, okay, I I can have that conversation and and not feel like I'm not a man. Yeah. I think, I think for the women out there and in, especially the single women who are raising boys, I think just knowing there's a healthier road and a healthier conversations that are happening, they are happening all over the place. So even knowing that as a context gives you options. It's not just the silent man box, you know, that we grew up with or, or nothing. Exposing young men to these conversations has an enlivening impact on them. All of a sudden they're like, oh, this is different. I didn't know men spoke this way. I didn't know men uh, had these concerns. I didn't know men felt isolated and confused at times. Uh, nobody ever told me that. I was feeling it, but nobody was saying that. Or the mom is the one that resonates with me emotionally. She's the one that comes in and says, hey, I noticed you're not feeling so well, you know? And that's great, but the boy really needs to know that men also have that going on. When he hears his uncle or he hears a man expressing something, wow, he had it and he doesn't sound diminished, right? I think that's the thing is like to point them in conversations and influences where the men can express themselves. But once the men start talking about what's really going on, there is this connection across the board, across class, skin color, age, sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. When men are speaking honestly, it resonates across the whole circle of men that are in that group. And I think they're, they're, they're building these. We're building them all over. I know there's stuff going in Australia as well. And so as the mom, knowing that that's out there and you can start to point in a direction for the young man or for the man in your life is huge. They may not take it, but you being a stand that, you know, you're not going to grow up without options for your emotional yeah. life, you know, yeah. is, is yeah. huge, I think. Oh, absolutely. And like you say, I think, you know, there's a lot more resources now starting up for young men, particularly in schools and so forth. So again, women are going to have to go out there and research. And, and this is why, you know, these podcasts are great for women to listen to because they are the, the ones that are going to have to guide and understand that's important. It warms my heart when I, when I get to talk to a woman who's got these concerns for the, for the men in their lives. You know, I love it. I love whenever men and women can bridge the gap. Humanity's so invested. I so want to understand women better. I so want to partner with my wife in a better way and raise my son good. And it, these, are con- these are transcendental concerns. We all share these concerns. 
you express beautifully how I want to understand men. I want to know what's going on with them. And that's true across the board, right? Um, And so, you know, one thing I wanted to share with you, because you were asking me about what would I say to women, the greatest thing my wife ever said to me, I'll never forget this. I had quit drinking. I haven't drank in six years. I think it was probably my first year of not drinking. And she said, Tony, you are without a doubt the most courageous man I've ever known. I will never forget that. It was the greatest thing anybody ever said to me. And when I thought about it, I said, you know, I don't think the men I know get acknowledged. They get acknowledged for doing things well, like thank you so much for how hard you work or thank you for the, what you did outside in the yard or whatever. But I wonder how often men and women don't get acknowledged for their character for the inner thing they bring, whether it's all this love or a playfulness or a joy or, you know, you bring this light into things. I often wonder, do we, are we not getting acknowledged for what we bring that's truly unique to us? Because her acknowledging me about that one singular thing meant more to me than anything anybody's ever said to me in terms of acknowledging things I'd done. And I think that women acknowledging, really seeing what their men bring resonates with men deeply because it means yeah. you, you see me. I mean, that, that one compliment of hers, I was floating on a cloud for like two weeks afterwards. You're totally right. I think, um, you know, it's, it's looking in and I, I think, you know, we, we're so busy in our everyday lives that we tend to always focus on what's got to be done or what hasn't been done rather than sitting back and and looking at how we've got to where we are today. Like I look at my partner and I, I think he's amazing. Like oh, he's got a, a strength about him that like he's just, I, I just, I'm in awe of, you know, all the time. I just, every time I think of it, I just think how strong, how, how masculine, how just selfless, um, just amazing. And I, I think, you know, to really be in a relationship and really um, appreciate that person, you've got to look deep and you've, and you've got to be deep within yourself as well. I think it's where you're at in your life as well. To have that deep and meaningful understanding, you've got to really look at that person and go, wow, you know, you've had some trials and tribulations in your life and you've come through with a smile on your face. Like, yeah. kudos to you, you know, amazing. Because if you're not looking at that, then you're missing the whole point. We're not in a relationship to live two separate lives. You know, it's a partnership. And for me, being in a partnership is about growing together. You know, I want to work with you to make our lives the most amazing life that it can be. I can't do that by myself over here while you're trying to do it over here and nothing's getting done. You know, let's come together and, you know, I want to hear about you. I want to learn from you. I don't know everything and I probably do annoy you a bit, but hey, that's life, you know. Yeah. It is a powerful combination of man and a woman together. If we can just break down those walls, understand each other, it's just, it's so powerful. It is. Agreed. Yeah. Beautifully yeah. said. Well, listen, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us. This was just delightful. I so enjoyed talking to you and I appreciate the, the shout out on Facebook. And thanks for coming on the show and offering your insights. This is a really good episode. And come back and talk to us again. We'll stay in touch. But thank you so much. And thanks for getting up early over there in Australia to come talk to us. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for all the great work that you do. And um, it's really exciting and, and lovely to see that these avenues are opening up for men. And if I can encourage more women to go out there and understand this and, and really try and help men just lower their guards and, and be okay with being a man, but also being vulnerable and, and having sharing emotions. And let's all work together and, and we can create some amazing futures. That's right. 
I hope you enjoyed our talk with Tanya. I really love her energy and curiosity about gender dynamics and how we can better partner with one another. It's really refreshing. And her message of setting small challenges in front of yourself in regards to your physical health is really good coaching in my opinion. I see many middle-aged men who are looking fatigued and not exercising a whole lot. Tanya's message of not looking at the scale, but instead putting a physical goal in front of you that you can work towards, I think is right in our wheelhouse as men. And if you're a woman looking for resources, go check out Tanya's School of Strength for Women on Facebook. And lastly, if you're a fan of photography, and who isn't, go to Tanya Paletti Photography also on Facebook. She has some amazing images there, particularly of surfing and the ocean. So go check that out. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Basecamp for Men.